Howdy, 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 everybody. Gomer the Ranting Thespian here, and, uh, first of all, I'm a little sick. I apologize for that, but also, I wanted to give you guys a preview of what's going to be in store if you become a patron of mine over on Patreon. Uh, I have made note to, like, the classic Thespian talk or, or the old show or whatever, um, if not on, if not on Thespian talk proper, but at least on social media or at least talking with people who actually listen to the show, so I think what would be a treat is to have a Dropbox that has all of the older episodes that I still have. A couple of them have unfortunately been lost to time. And make them available for patrons at a certain level. Um, just just to say, hey, you know, I, I heard where he was from and now he, where he is now and all that good shit. Um, it, it's a good way to compare and contrast between the past and the present. Um but what's going to be up on this one is the very first ever recorded episode of Thespian Talk. And I got to say, honestly, it's over 11 years old. Some stuff obviously is not going to hold up very well. But, you know, you'll probably see them when they get there. <laughs> I mean, for, for crying out loud, my, my first news story was joking about a guy who choked, was joking about a pedophile who choked to death on a hot dog in jail. So, you know. Go make them that what you will. Um, but yeah, so that's this. What I'm showing you guys here is a preview of what is what you can get by becoming a patron. Uh, it's probably going to be at either the five or ten dollar level. Uh, I haven't decided yet. Um, yeah. And uh, like, like I said, some things probably haven't held up as well, but some things I hope do. At the end of the day, though, I hope you enjoy your listen. So uh so yeah, here is here is the first ever recorded episode of Thespian Talk, circa 2008. Enjoy! This program is intended for an adult audience, and may contain language or opinions that some would consider offensive. Good day, ladies and gentlemen! This is the first ever episode of Thespian Talk. Um, just the show that we just give our opinions on whatever's going on in the world, and who knows, maybe we'll bring a smile to your face. Um, it's a long, interesting road to actually get to this first episode. I had to get all sorts of equipment, and then the girl who was supposed to be the co-host ended up not being able to do it, so I had to go around and find a co-host, and I eventually found one, and it's Crystal. Say hi, Crystal. Hi. Hey, Crystal is a good friend of mine. I have known her for many years. And she now lives in a small town called Bonifay, which I think is probably more redneck than my own hometown. What do you think? I don't think so. I, there's more rednecks in Gersville than there is here in Bonifay, actually. <laughs> eh, probably. But, um... So yeah, we're bringing this to you, and we hope you enjoy it. Let's start off with a little bit of news. Alright, in Detroit, resist the urge to say you will wordsmith your New Year's list resolutions rather than write one, and don't utter it is what it is when you fail to meet your first goal. Those are two of the 19 words or phrases that appear in the Lake Superior State University's annual list of words banished from the Queen's English for misuse, overuse, and general uselessness. Among the year's picks are Surge, 
the term for troop buildup in Iraq, and also includes waterboarding, perfect storm, under the bus, and organic. Sadly for Grammar's Guardians, the lighthearted list isn't binding, as evidenced by the continued use of past banned words and phrases such as erectile dysfunction, I anything, and awesome. Now, I think this is just messed up. Why, why put out a list like this if you're not expecting anybody to follow it, for one thing? For another thing, who are they to tell us what words we should shouldn't use? What do you think? Nobody's using freedom of speech anymore. Yeah. That's, I have I been mean, finding I have been finding that more and more and more. People have to say I think before they say anything nowadays because a thought is okay, but if you say it without saying I think in front of it, it's no longer a thought; it's a threat. So. I know, and anything can be taken as a threat. And there's a lot of people in this country, in this world, even that you can't even go up. You can't go up to a black man and say, "What's up, nigger." You can't mm -hmm. go up to him and say that no, without him. in a cap in your ass. Yeah. Well, for the most part, there are a few black guys out there that I know you could do that. A couple. And, in fact, I even keep a watch on one of their live journals, and he's a he's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, like one and out of what a hundred. Yeah. And you know, and if any anybody who's listened to anything that To the Ranching Griffin has said, I agree with him. You know, words are just words. Words don't mean anything as long as you have love for each other. I was gonna say words are just words until the act become or until they become an act. I know. Uh, in Washington, a study says drivers talking on cell phones are making the commutes of others longer by up to twenty hours a year. They say that motorists talking away, even with the hands-free devices, just don't keep up with the flow of traffic. If they're blonde, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's not just blondes either. Now, and I can I can see where they get their study because I've known myself to go slower when I'm driving and talking on the phone. I'm a more cautious driver. I don't just sit there and just speed demon, even if I've got the headset on. Because any. You should always be like uh, my friend Steven's mom, who's talking on a cell phone and almost runs into a semi. <laughs> oh yeah. But what I want to know is, why did they put so much money into this study? You know they had to have. I don't know. They, put, they waste a lot of money on a lot of things here. I know. I mean, it's like, it's like they've probably done a study yeah, just to see why the sky is blue. And it's like, who cares why the sky Actually, is blue? Actually, it depends on who's looking at it. Cause some, cause some people could be light blue, some people dark blue, some people white, some people clear. That's true. Everybody has different colors. Yeah. That's true, but to the majority of people, it's blue. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, just, it's, I mean, what else, you know, they could be spending the money on more important things than just some of these studies, you know. You know what pisses me off what they spend money on? What are they? Iraq. Hmm. I've had two friends that have come back from Iraq and both say it's a waste of time over there. They shouldn't be over there anymore. They should be home. They shouldn't be spending more money and stuff over there and doing nothing. Wait. My friend, they asked, uh, my friend Jeff is in the military. He, he is uh, in the army. And uh, his recruiter asked him if he was going to recruit because he had, you know, one more year to go. And they were asking him to sign another five-year contract. And he looked at his recruiter and said no, because if he looked at his recruiter and said it was not worth his time, 
his effort or anything anymore. And it wasn't worth the money or the uh, money that America was spending. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's like 9-11 hits, and we see it's Osama bin Laden and the Taliban. And we go, we try to find him, and then all of a sudden, we see Iraq over there. Hey, let's go pick on them. And it's like, well, if you're going to take over, take over it. You know you can. You have enough money, power, and people over there right now to take over that place. Yeah. And fix it up. And they're just stopping. They're not doing anything about it. Yeah, they're just over there. They're supposedly helping them build their own government. Personally, I think, even if it's just gradual, they need to pull out of there, even if, even if it's bit by bit, and let them stand on their own two feet. And, you know, we you still have... You want America helping you build the government. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely not. Uh, and we still have outposts in some of these other countries, like Germany and Japan, Korea. In fact, my cousin is stationed in Korea. I mean... Oh, man. See, I've got friends in the military over in these places where we don't need to be. I mean, and, I've, and I've heard the argument that we're in Iraq just to get the royal. Oh yeah, and you know, just I hope whoever is elected at the end of this year will have the good sense to get them out of there. It doesn't matter though, because like whoever's elected at the end of this year is still going to be paying for the repercussions of the president, the president we have now. Yeah. For the next four years, he's going to be trying to fix what this president messed up, and then finally, his what he has, what he does, will go into effect for the next president. Yeah. It's. <laughs> uh, Crystal's boyfriend is with us too. He's saying, "Vote for Hillary because she'll legalize pot," <laughs> which I have no problem with it, you know, because because it it's just it's harmless. Everybody I've seen that's been high is like, you know, you could beat the shit out of them. They're not gonna do anything to you. Oh no, it'd be it'd, no. <laughs> oh yeah. But next story. In Houston, a cab driver was killed while he helped a motorist who was involved in a hit and run. Houston police said the cab driver saw an overturned SUV on the south southbound feeder road. Wow, these people. Of the North Freeway near Werner Street at about 2:30 a.m. Monday. The overturned SUV had been hit by another SUV whose driver fled the scene. And uh, I can't even just hardly. These people cannot drive because another SUV came up and hit the cab driver. It's like, what the hell? Houston. This happened in Houston. Yeah. I know. I mean. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, now I lived I lived in Texas when I was a kid and 
I don't remember much about it, but I do remember my mother telling me a few horror stories about Texas drivers. And if you're from Texas and you uh, and you're a good driver, write in. <laughs> well, definitely not all true. Trust me. Yeah. Yes, but if you're from Texas and you're a good driver, right on in. All right, <laughs> right in. If you're from Texas and you're a bad driver, don't come to Florida. Oh no, because or don't go to Alabama either. Alabama has some of the worst drivers I've ever been around. I can't talk. I was in Alabama behind me trying to uh, stay caught up with her and cut this guy off to the point where Michael could see the color of the guy's jeans. So. <laughs> yeah. Of course, there was one night y'all were following us home that and would be pre got night. yeah. Got pulled over doing like 85 and a 55. Yeah, yeah, she's doing the reckless driving. We get pulled over for speeding. How the fuck up is that? <laughs> oh man. Hey, I'll let you know though. When I seen her get pulled over, I slowed down. Sure, right down to 55. Oh yeah. Uh, folks, if you're driving in Alabama, if you don't already know, don't speed because they don't care if your speedometer is broken. They will give you a ticket. Oh yeah. I know this firsthand. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and interesting you brought up Phoenix because that's where this next story takes place in Phoenix authorities found 37 suspected illegal immigrants hiding in a semi-truck some behind pallets of green bell peppers west of Phoenix on Sunday a man called Tolleson police at about midnight and reported seeing a semi-truck parked in the middle of the road and that a pickup truck took some people from the semi and drove away the officers arrived. They initially found a dozen people in the driver's area of the semi and in front of pallets of green bell peppers in the trailer. Twenty-three suspected illegal immigrants were found behind the bell peppers. Two more were found hiding nearby in an abandoned trailer. He said five children ranging in ages from 3 to 13 were among the 37 total immigrants found. They were all turned over to the Immigration and Customs Enforcement and they did not immediately return a call to the news people for comment Sunday afternoon. Now, now, why do you... Okay, I, I know my own opinion about it. What do you think about all this? Alright, well, first of all, the immigrants come over here because their country is so shitty that they can't do anything there. They, they don't make any money. You could go down they, You could go down there with, like, $500 and have, like, 1,500 pesos. It's, like, doubled or some shit like that. So they come over here to make money and they send it back to their family. But the only messed up thing about that is they come over here, they take jobs from us to because they work more, faster, better, and for less. Yeah. So my opinion is, you know, if they want to come over here, they should go through the correct way of doing it. I agree. Get their green card. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if the United States doesn't want them over here anymore, they need to build a brick wall. My dad started the Build a Brick Foundation. Oh. Build, yeah, Send a Brick Foundation, where you could go online. I don't know if it's still up and running anymore, but you could go online, get a brick, put your name on it or whatever, and it got sent to the Congress and everything like that in the United States. Basically telling the higher up people to build a wall, and then they won't come over here anymore. Oh. And I think that's the smartest thing for it. They need to build a wall. Every other is bordered by it seas and stuff, they can't get over illegally unless they take a plane and they hide in a cargo ship or whatever, they still get caught. So why should it be so easy for Mexican, Mexicans to come over too, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, in the... Oh, man, you hit on, like, every point that I was gonna make. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what I think, what I think the government should do 
number one, as far as these companies that hire the immigrants for less than like minimum wage or whatever, force them, force them if they're not already doing so, force them to pay regular wages, no matter where they're from. And oh if yeah, they can put in taxes. Yeah, that should be a requirement. I mean, if you are, if you not legal, you can't work. Sorry, dude. No, there's African women that come over here, and they're already pregnant, and they have children over here, and because they had their child here, they automatically become U.S. citizens. Well, that could be one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get knocked up, get knocked up in the United States. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, plus, uh, I've heard this opinion a few times, and you know, I kind of agree with it. The people that the reason Mexico, like you said earlier, people coming over here from Mexico because Mexico's shit right now. If people would stay back there and try and fight and fix it up and make it better, yeah. then we wouldn't have this problem. But think about it though, over there, their dentistry, like their dentist and the medical is better over there than it is over here. Hmm. Because all the dentists and the doctors over there have to practice in a third world, third world country before they can open a practice in Mexico. So you go down there and your dental work is cheaper and it's a hell of a lot better than Americans can do. Uh, yeah. That's one thing that my dad is telling me because that's where I plan on going to get dental work done. For a crown here, it's like 300 some odd dollars. For a crown there, it's like 50 bucks. <laughs> so, for like $300, I could fix all my teeth versus $3,000 to fix all, you know? Yeah, we're, we're just a bunch of uh, dirty Americans. We're dirty, greedy Americans. Oh. <laughs> and I have to admit, there are times I fall into that too. I'm sure you do, Crystal, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, alright. And then I get mad at the old lady because she calls me. In Union County, South Carolina. This can't be good. A hunter near Jonesville, South Carolina told authorities that he accidentally shot and killed his friend when he mistook him for a deer. Was he wearing antlers? I assume not. Authorities said that Joe Lindler Jr., 48 of Jonesville, died in the woods near his home Monday from a rifle shot to the abdomen area. The resources say 21-year-old Donald Allen Canup of Lockhart told officers he fired after seeing movement in some bushes. Lindler was wearing camel-colored overalls, according to officers. I'm betting I know what he was doing. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Okay. Instead of winter. Even in South Carolina, I'm sure there are no leaves on the trees. Okay? But even... Most definitely. There's snow up there. Yeah. And even so, you still... I don't see how you can, for one, miss somebody even wearing that color of an outfit among those trees. And especially when was deer camouflaged? <laughs> yeah. Plus, what's wrong with seeing what you're looking at first and then shooting later? I mean, it makes the kid look like he's just trigger happy. It's like he just said, he hurts movement, and he shoots first, and then he looks over, oh shit. Speaking of guns, um, my 16-year-old cousin got in the mail a couple of days ago. They're trying to ban uh, 
arms in the United States again. And uh, the Rifle not? Association and everybody, all the other gun people are sending out petitions and stuff. And I most certainly believe that uh, everybody should sign those petitions and we shouldn't let them pass the law where we can't have arms in the Yeah, so That's one way of defending ourselves if somebody breaks it. I know. And the thing is, if somebody breaks into your house and they like stub their toe on something, they can, they can sue you! you. Yeah. What the they fuck? Their arm or something. I know, it's like, no, 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 no. Although, you know what, it would be a hell of a good way to make some money. I'm going to go break into my next door neighbor's house, and I'm going to try and steal something. I'm going to stub my tone sewer. Yeah, I know, right? Although, I probably wouldn't get very much. They're both school teachers. Although, my my thing is, you know, it's not, you know, my luck, a rapist or something to break in my house, I'd be here alone with my kids. Let me tell you, I'd be the first to tell you, I don't own a gun. I don't have a gun right now. But if I did own a gun, I'd shoot you, ask questions, and then shoot you again for bleeding on my floor. <laughs> I mean, it's just... How, okay, think of it. There's so many women out there that have to stay by themselves. Either the men leave them, or the men are gone, or they work out of town. Uh -huh. And they have kids. How are they supposed to, to protect themselves and their kids if they can't bear firearms? I know. I, I mean, mean, we have all the precautions out there. You can buy a rifle at 18, a handgun at 21. That's the law. And yeah. at, everywhere. You have to have a concealed weapon permit in order to carry the weapon under clothing. Right. Other than that, it has to be out in the open. And, like... If you're carrying a gun, you can't, like, if you work at a prison, you can't carry a gun, obviously, stuff yeah. like that. Which I think is You can't take a gun to school. That's I mean, you sit here and you think, okay, well, we're going to ban firearms. Kids are still going to get them. Kids are still going to shoot up schools. Kids are, you know, still going to get them and fool around out in the woods. Oh, yeah. But if you tell them they can't have it and you don't show them the proper education about guns, they're more likely to be stupid with it. Whereas if you properly educate a child or a teenager and tell them how the gun works, everything, and you teach them the laws, they're less likely to go out and shoot somebody unless you're just crazy. Then of course. They need to start counting the bricks in their head these months. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you do have you do bring up a good point. It, and it basically can boil down to just being a fucking parent. Called proper education. My dad properly, well, the first thing that my dad always taught me was, uh, don't aim at anything you don't want to shoot. So yeah. if you're pointing the gun towards the ground and you're pointing it at your foot, obviously you want to shoot your foot if it has an extra bullet in it. Oh, That's yeah. another thing. Always check your chamber. Don't aim at anything while you're checking your chamber. That's right. Never pull the trigger. Always keep your safety on. Completely, excuse me, completely empty out the gun before you clean it. I mean, it, it's one, it's common sense, and two, it's parent and, and proper, excuse me, proper education. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it, I, I have a problem with a lot of the parents in this country just wanting to leave it up to the government to raise their kids. And this is just one example of it. Yeah. I mean, and of course, you know, you got the dumb fucks out there. They want to, like, go shoot people up or, or, oh, hey, what is in this hole? And they accidentally fire a bullet into their brain, you know? Like Columbine, for instance, two kids got a hold of 20 plus well, not 20 plus guns. They had six guns on them, a shitload of ammo that they bought themselves, or had 18-year-olds buy for them. Yeah. And went and shot up their school. And it's not like they shot the whole school for the school. They went towards a specific group of students. Yeah. Because they were deranged. I, my mom's like, well, oh, they were picked on. No, they weren't picked on. They were pretty popular in school, believe it or not. Oh. Well, Dylan Cobold. Dylan Cobold was in popular school, but Eric Harris was. And... My mom's like, oh, it's the video games. It's not the video games either. Yeah, the next person, the next person out there that blames video games for violence, I'm going to kick them in the head. Before it could be video games, who bought them the video games in the first place? Exactly, the parents. And they, and they tried to play... If you take the video games and the movies away, you still see the shit on this. I know. 
I mean, and I grew up with games like Doom and movies like Terminator and all of that shit. My parents let me watch and play those. I, I grew up with Nightmare on Elm Street all the time. That don't mean I strap knives to my fingers and go down to a street called Elm Street and start murdering everybody. I know. Oh, I mean, it's just. Let's see. I play Gauntlets and Mortal Kombat Armageddon, and I don't go out there and try to kill people with swords and stab them and stuff. I, it's common sense. A video game is a video game. If you can't separate reality from a video game, then you don't need to be playing it. Exactly. You might want to get chest reckless. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Last news story for this week What's cute, yellow, eats snow, and poops out bricks of ice? Meet Yuki Taro, a Japanese robot built to quickly clear roads after heavy snows. The cute little guy, about five feet long and two and a half feet high, simply plows into snowbanks, taking in the white stuff, compressing it, and neatly stacking it into two foot long bricks on its rear bed. <laughs> the prototype has already won a design award, and doctor photos of it modified to look like Pikachu have popped up online. So it looks like Pikachu's eating snow and pooping ice. I think that's pretty nifty. They need to get that over here. Well, Florida, I'm talking about like, you know, up in the north, like in Tennessee, Wyoming. I was say, in New York we have snow plows and stuff, and it gets, seems to get the job done. Snow plows and ice, they sprinkle, I mean, uh, salt, they sprinkle the Epsom salt on the ground after they plow it. Yeah, but and that takes care of the roads. And chain, chains on their tires so they can get places that they need to get. True. And then, of course, you always got the really hot next-door neighbor's son that can, like, come shovel your yard. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh. Just watch out for your daughters, because your daughters could be looking out the window going, hmm. Yeah. If he can lift that, I know he can lift me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, no, I say we get that. We should get that over here, then, well, of course, snowplowers will be out of work, but... Yeah. Might take more jobs away from us. True. But then again, it gives us free ice cubes. True. That'll work. But we I don't know about you, robot or no robot, robot. I don't think I'd want to eat a piece of ice that came out of somebody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed not. Uh. Well, that is all we have for the news. Um, how much time do we have left? I got something for news for you. Okay. I got a question for you. Alright. At age 16, what would you want to, what would you do if your mom kicked you out of your house? What would I do if my mom kicked me out at age 16? Mm -hmm. I would probably go stay with some obscure family member. Because I have a lot of family around here. Now, what would you do at age 16 if your mom kicked you out and then you went and stayed with that family member and a week later she wanted you back in the house so she threatened to call kidnapping and rape on the family member you're staying with? I would, well, for one thing, I would look at my mom I would tell her, look, I came over here on my own free will. You kicked me out. If you want me to come home, just say so. I mean, if you don't want me, say so. It's as simple as that. I'm glad my mom is not that much of a bitch. Say I have my cousin. His mom kicked him out, and then turned around and said she didn't kick him out. So she got him. She sent the cops to come get him last night, actually, because he was staying with me. And then I have another friend that's 16. And his mom kicked him out, and his mom wants to emancipate him because she just doesn't want him anymore. She says she can't deal with him yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting here going, "Wow." When I was 16, I, you know, wanted to leave my house so bad, I got married to leave. 
But I can honestly say, as much of a bitch as my mom is, she never kicked me out of the house. Well, she said it a couple of times, but she would always let me come back, you know? Yeah. It was an argument, fight, or whatever, and she'd get over it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my mom's been the same way. So is my dad. But it's, (laughs) like, I took the proper precautions or whatever I needed to take. I just had my mom sign me off to get married at 16 and then became emancipated. Yep. But they make it getting emancipated so hard now. You have to go get a lawyer and do all this stuff. And why can't you just walk in with a proof? Look, say, look, I have proof that I can support myself, proof that I'm going to school, and proof of where I can stay. I want to be emancipated. And the judge should do it. If you can support yourself, take care of yourself, still go to school, and you have a family member or a friend to stay with, there should be no problem. No, there shouldn't be. It's not like you're living on the street. Yeah, as long as, as, long as you're actually responsible with it, you'll be fine. And, and that's what pisses me off. I know kids that are emancipated right now that their parents got them emancipated, and they're nowhere near stable enough to take care of themselves. Uh, but my cousin, he is like beyond, above and beyond stable enough to take care of himself, and his mom won't freaking let go of the clench she's got on him. Yeah, I know. And it's not like she needs to raise him anyways. She's sick all the time. She blames her health on him. She blames her car breaking down on him. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Parents, if you're out there, don't don't blame shit like that on your kids unless you know they actually did it. Or you could be always like my mom. You know, my mom's like, well, you owe me. I took care of you for this many years. I'm like, you know what? I didn't ask to be spit out your poutine. <laughs> I didn't ask to be born. And I damn sure didn't ask for you to be my parent. If I had choice on parents, it would be somebody rich, famous, and has a really nice car. Yeah. You know? I would. I, if... So don't sit here and tell me I have to pay you back for you raising me. You're a parent. That's your job. Exactly. And, you know, your mom has has done a decent job, you know, with what she has, you know, because, yeah. well, if she didn't, you probably wouldn't be here right now, you'd probably be in a jail cell, and I'd be looking at you through a sheet no, of I've sat pe- over plexiglass. Jail cell. I ain't going back there. No, no. Yeah. I feel sorry for the people that's been in there two days or longer, because 12 hours was way enough for me. Yeah, but I've... then again, I wasn't that bad of a kid like everybody, like a lot of people are really too. And then I've met people that were better than what I was doing when I was younger, oh, yeah. and their parents still treat them like crap. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit, I don't have the best relationship with my parents, but it's pretty damn good. Hey, rule number one, if your parents don't let a sex offender live with you if, you're un- if your kid is underage, because then your kid won't have any social life. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> How much time do we have left? Got a couple of minutes. Alright, um, since we had kind of a shortage of segments, I'm going to relay a little bit of story time for everybody and this I'm just gonna take a few weeks to do some of these and I am going to tell you a story or two from my time at Disney Um, for those who don't know I went down to Disney back in January of 2003 Um, and the college program at Walt Disney World it is a very good opportunity if you have a chance to take it go ahead and take it if you know it's not going to fuck up the rest of your school life, which it did for me, but I think it's more my problem, more my fault than Disney's fault, <laughs> unfortunately. And and uh, so, um, but otherwise, it's generally a good program. It got me out of the house, got me some job experience. Plus, I got to go to Disney World every day, so that's always fun. And the people were jealous of me for a long time for that. <laughs> uh. Oh, and Crystal. Crystal over here hasn't even been to Disney World yet. Or, or any kind of Disney thing. Yeah, my... Yeah. 
I've been to SeaWorld. It's not. It's alright. Yeah, me too. Nope. Shamu doesn't change. Oh, yeah. But then again, neither does Disney. Except every few years when they close a ride down, just. Yeah. I mean, like, right after I left, from what I understand, they were going to close Space Mountain. It's probably back open by now. If you're working at Disney and you're listening in, write in, let me know. Um, but now, one of the stories I want to tell you was, is, was, is, sorry, is my first, one of my first days there, we were going through training. They call it something else other than training, but I don't remember exactly what it is. Oh, well, well it could have been shit, because I worked in the Magic Kingdom, and our trainer, his name is Randy. He called himself Randy Pan. Did you get to meet Cinderella or Jasmine or Belle or any of them? Uh, they're uptight bitches. <laughs> uh, but he took us on a tour of the Magic Kingdom. You know, like not just you know on stage is where you know where everybody you see all the guests and everything. That's on stage. We go backstage. You know, where all the cast members work and everything. Yeah, it's very theatrical. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> But he took us on a tour backstage of, like, Haunted Mansion. We got to see that. We got to ride the Haunted Mansion. And then he took us to our part of the park, Tomorrowland. And Tomorrowland. We, what is Tomorrowland about? It's all sorts of futuristic shit. You know, and our my particular attraction was the Tomorrowland Indy Speedway. Which, if you look at the cars that we have there and then look at the rest of Tomorrowland, it doesn't necessarily fit with the theme. It's just they just slapped Indy 500 on it, put it into the future, and hey, it's Tomorrowland. It was called a completely different name like years ago. I think it was Autopia or something, or Mickey Speedway, or I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's not a bad attraction. And the day he took us on a tour of Tomorrowland, we went on, I think it's still there, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. It's basically you go in, it's a slow-moving shoot 'em up game. Where you sit there, you try to shoot all the targets before you get to the game. And me being also a gamer, I take it very seriously. And so naturally, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to get all these, get all these, get all these, get all these, and I did all right. You know, and I was coming out and I was telling people, yeah, I did great, I did great. And people were like, dude, it's just a game. I'm like, I know, it was fun. So working at Disney, do you get to ride all the rides for free and play all the games for free, or do you get a discount? Or I got discounts in the stores. All the rides are free anyway, so once you get in. Because all you have to do is pay your price of admission, which, if you don't have a free weight in there, it's like 70 bucks a day, I think. I don't remember. If, like, if you work for Disney and you know these prices, write in. And, and I still have two free days left from a ticket that I've had for years. It's supposed to be good for the rest of my life, or until I use those two days. Whichever happens first. <laughs> Let's go, man. <laughs> but they only work for me. So. Well, then I'll yeah. have to save up the money to go to Disney World. Yeah. And, and whatever one it is. Alright. And we will be back. It's time for us to take a little break. i uh, got a couple of tunes for you from Overclocked Remix, which is also where we get a lot, all of the tunes we're using today. ocremix.org, great stuff for video game remixes from, well, a lot of your favorite games. And we will be back.
you're wondering what the latest trends are for spring of 2008 in fashion? Well, I'm going to tell you. First thing in. Girls, no gothic or anything. Women dressing is in. And thin belts, head scarves, pencil skirts that are like knee high or longer. Sequins. Yes, sequins. So glam it up. Metallics. Silk jerseys. Chiffon hats. Clutches. Dressing up colors like rose, roses, lavenders, greens, silvers, oranges, and the new, the new neutral. Outs are wicker and rafter shoes. Sorry, guys. But ultra short skirts and shorts are um, out. Sorry. Head skirts, jersey knits, baby doll dresses. Sorry, guys, again. Lots of black and other dark colors. Sorry, no goth. Um, loud geometric prints. And, um, like. Going cheap on accessories are out. Um, metallic purses are out, and um, like plus sizes are out. Um, and for the music news, um, if I can bring it up here. Okay, music news. Number one is Mary J. Blige's Growing Pains. Number two, Alicia Keys, As I Am. Josh Groban's Christmas album, Noel, is number three. Now 26's album is in the charts at number four. Christmas Brown's exclusive is at number five. Eagle, Eagle's album, Long Road Out of Eden, is number six. Garth Brooks's Ultimate Hits album is number 7. Taylor Swift's debut CD is number 8. Miley Cyrus's CD, Hannah Montana 2, soundtrack. And Meet Miley Cyrus is number 9. And Bring Up the Rear is Colby Calais with Coco at number 10. So, this is Jesse Chan reporting. Signing off. Bye.
And we are back. Uh, we had a nice break. What do you think, Crystal? Did you have a nice break? Do you hear the child screaming in the background? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has She has two children, one of which is right now screaming. and It sounds like he's trying to cough up his lung. Yes. It's, uh, uh. He has bronchitis and mucus in his throat. Oh, man. I, I feel sorry for him. I really do. Because that's not fun. That's not fun at all. No, he's on a nebulizer machine with a beard on and everything. Hmm. But um, but now, now that we're back, we're all freshened up and rested our voices for about maybe 15 minutes or so. <laughs> um, uh, we've ha got some theater news. Um, considering I do consider myself a thespian, and so you know, figured report on some theater stuff. Uh, if you have anything involving the theater that you want to send in, you could be audition dates, wherever you're at. Like even if even if you live out in bumfuck Egypt, if you have an audition going around near you, send it in. I'll read it out on the show. Who knows? Maybe somebody nearby would be listening to it, and they would have never found out otherwise. So, but I do have audition news for Chipola College. That's the college I attend. We are having auditions for our spring musical, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. The auditions are January 14th and 15th, starting at 6 p.m., both nights. Um, and we hope you come out. It's open auditions, so you don't have to be a student if you want to come and audition, sing, make a fool of yourself. You know, Maybe Sermon will get a good laugh at you, and okay. maybe we'll make him... Yes. Ah, uh, yes, Miss Jessie. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to get her to co-host a time or two. For this show before I move up, move away from to go to school somewhere else, but um, but yeah, she's she is a real delight. 
And yes, you will be there to audition. And it is my hope, I hope every audition, our theater director, his, we, we call him Sermon. That's his last name, Sermon. And we, I go in there with the hope of always making him lose sleep and trying to decide who to cast in each of these shows. And if he goes home, and if he gets up there and says, you know, I'm going to lose sleep over this, I secretly go, yes! <laughs> I love it. You like driving your director crazy. Oh, yes. I love, we love doing that. I love doing weird shit in front of him and making him look at me like, what the fuck are you on? Well, you know, he doesn't have to lose sleep. He could just go pop a couple of times off the end. He might even have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he is a great director. If you're ever in the area, if you're ever in my area and you get a chance to audition and you want to audition, I highly suggest you do it. He's a good director. He's fair. He does a really good job with all the shows. And I've been a part of... This one will be my... I think this would be my eighth show for him. I've, seventh I've or eighth. been to the school and they put on really good plays. I really, I normally don't like theaters, I'd re unless the movie theater, you know, big screen. But I'm really not into the live theater thing. But when me, Michael, and Bree went and seen Oklahoma, that was a really good show. So. Oh, yes. oh yeah, Mike. Mike, he, he's not a big fan of the theater, but he loved it. And it was one of those. One of the things were like, I get to the hotel room where everybody that was there was staying, and everybody's telling me how great it was. It was all great and good and everything, and just I'm you like. You still have wow. to bring me a DVD on that. Oh, yes, I do. I'll have to make a copy of it. Um, anyways, we also have some other theater news. Um, I have had to scrape a lot to get this one because there's not really much interesting theater news other than just saying, hey, you know. This, 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 this opens here, this opens there, you know. Um, but I'll try, I'll try and find more interesting theater news. And maybe I will get some of those openings and closings, so. Anyways, only one theater story this week. Um, Dirty Dancing has a strong holiday week in Toronto. <clears throat> a relatively new show whose pedigree is a 20-year-old hit film and a recent hit London production. The number is considered huge, particularly since it's playing in a 1,500-seat venue, the Royal Alexandra Theatre. Converted to U.S. dollars, this week's gross is 1,361,755. And you know, if Patrick Swayze there, would be well over $3 million. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know, they're not going to be able to get Patrick Swayze to do it. I mean, it's just... Yeah, but you got to admit, he would look too old now. Actually, he looks pretty good for his age. Uh, he good just for his did age, uh, yes. Dirty Dancing 2 Havana Nights. I don't know how long that's been out. A couple of years now, but... Yeah. He looked I, really good in that, too. He's starting to get wrinkles and stuff, but he still looks good for his age. Oh, yeah. So. And, and he's still skinny and got the whole dancing body going on, so he'd probably be a good dancer still. Yeah, and this, this number here is comparable to the gross of Broadway's The Lion King, which was seated at the Minskoff, with, which seats about... Oh, close to 1,700 people in recent weeks. And, and it's basically it's just doing really damn good. I mean, it's, and it's not Think the only it. movie. Dirty Dancing, come on. Yeah. Guys go to see the women, yeah. And the women go to see the men, yeah. And it, it, they just both go for the same reason. Well, of course. <laughs> to see the guys in tights and, and yeah, really nice packages. <laughs> <laughs> the men go to see the women in tights with really big boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's and it's just the latest of a lot of these Broadway shows that are based off of old movies. 
because my second show at Chipola was Footloose. A lot of fun. And it was the only reason that I watched the original movie to begin with. And the movie is a good movie. If you like the movie, you're probably going to enjoy the show. It's a musical and a lot of energy, rock and roll, all of that. And, of course, it helped out I worked with a really good cast, too. Well, another uh, old movie that they just made new, or was the old theater that they just made new movie, something like that, but a uh, Hairspray was just made. Yeah, yeah I believe they... have that out now. Yes, I believe Hairspray is also in movie format. Sweeney Todd, which is just really recent. That that was originally a Broadway production. In early mm-hmm. stage, I don't know if it was, was specifically say, there's, there's Broadway. Another musical that Mikey, Michael likes. Great Balls of Fire, I think is what it was called. Hmm. I haven't really heard about that one. Um, anybody who knows about that one, write in and let me know. It, it's a really good movie. Michael was, wa- I, well, Michael was watching it. I started watching it. I thought it was gay at first, but then I got into it. And uh, the guy, I, God, you have to excuse me. I'm only 20, so I don't know who's saying Great Balls of Fire. But the guy that did, when he had just started out his career, he married a 13-year-old. Yeah. And when they went to England to uh, do their uh, tour... Uh-huh. England kicked him out because he was married to somebody so young. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and I believe that was Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes, and he also uh, committed bigamy because he was married <laughs> to his first wife when he married a 13-year-old. Oops. Stuff like that. And it's like, it's don't a crazy movie. Do. But it's a good one. Yeah. And another musical that's good is Cry Baby with Johnny Depp in it. Yeah. And, of course, you can't, you, you can't talk about musicals without at least mentioning Grease. Oh, my God. Grease, oh, yes. too. Grease 2 is better than the first one, I think. Uh, I tend to like the first one better. But um, then again, I, I, I like the guy Michael riding the motorcycle with the really, really nice jeans, and it has Michelle Pfeiffer in the second one. She's a pretty <laughs> good singer, so. Yeah. Although I, I am more partial to Olivia Newton-John than I am to Michelle Pfeiffer, so. She's pretty cute. Oh, she's, yeah. she's hot, especially yeah. when you know they had to sew her clothes onto her for mm-hmm. the ending of that show. Oh yeah. Like, can they you imagine how many oh. times she split? <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to imagine. Ah, no. But you do know that Grease was originally a Broadway show. Yeah. In fact, Chipola did it a couple of years back. I auditioned for it. Didn't make it, unfortunately, but, you know, hey. What I told myself at the time was, you know, I auditioned for it. I got to do something with it. That's good for now. If there's another audition for it later, I'll do it then. No big deal. And now, you. He's stealing her chocolate. How about that? <laughs> Okay. And now it is your turn. You get to read the gaming news. Okay, gaming news. Yes. Video game prodigy of Polish man's taser death causes outrage. Now, that, that, that's coincidence. I think you did that on purpose. <laughs> While it remains unclear what caused Robert... Can you say that last name for me? Oh, I don't know him. Robert whatever, death, in October, there is no dispute in that the Polish immigrant was tasered several times by RCMP officers who responded to a disturbance created by that guy at Vancouver International Airport. Video of the fatal incident was widely broadcast and is available online. Canada.com reports it on a recent YouTube video which appeared... Excuse me. Got to excuse me. I have read um, speech impairment. Impediment, whatever. Um, that's parodies. Okay. <laughs> Which parodies? The incident using an early 
version of the Mega Man video game series. Mega Man vs. Polish Immigrant shows Mega Man confronting that Robert guy again <laughs> in the airport. Mega Man has offered three choices of action, including use restraint, call a translator, or taser mercil mercilessly. A description uploaded with the video reads, Mega Man helps a lost and confused Polish immigrant at Vancouver International Airport, RCMP style. The creator of the parody, Vancouver resident Mike Greenway, said the video was really more of a statement on police taser than use than anything. The video that I made is a tongue-in-cheek parody about the incompetence of everyone involved, not police brutality. RCMP staff Sergeant John Ward also offended. was also offended. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, guys. Any right-thinking person who would look at the video would be offended by that. A gentleman lost his life, and it is in extremely poor taste. However, Marta, another last name I can't say, <laughs> Grywalska, a, a spokeswoman for Polish Ambassador Michael, how do you say these names? <laughs> you have to excuse me my boyfriend's dog so he can read these. <laughs> Pi Piotr Ograndiskiki seemed less condemnatory. The public was disturbed by the event. This is how the subculture reacted to it. Uh, yeah. I saw the video. I've seen the video. It was is actually very well done. They took backgrounds from River City Ransom and they put it into sort of a Mega Man type setting. It's pretty funny. It's like, he just sits there, you see the choices, they go through, they go to the last one. He does the last one, he shoots them, he tastes the dude, the dude dies instantly, and you have the little, little music and then the little victory music. And then Mega Man like tasers him a few more times and then teleports away. <laughs> like cops do? Yeah. I mean, I remember hearing a story within, I think it was within the last year, on Two Cents, where, you know, the cops were having were having trouble with this Mexican man. I think it was Mexican man. Anyways, the guy had doused himself with gasoline. So, the police did what anybody else in that position would have done. <laughs> Throw a Zippo at him. No, they tasered him. <laughs> they tasered him, and he went kaboom. Well, yeah. <laughs> Taser, electricity. Gasoline, the fumes from the gasoline go boom. Oh, yeah. I mean, and as far as the timing of this, you know, some people will cry too soon. And some, some of you guys may think it's too soon, but you know what? If they don't think it's too soon, you don't have to watch it until you're ready for it. That's that's all I can tell you about that. Yeah. All right, okay. what's next? Well, I can't believe what I'm reading next, actually. Utah case. Are violent video games probable cause for arrest? Um, those facts coupled with comments. Oh, wait, hold on. Kiddish Chain Johans played violent video games and owned some guns. Those facts, coupled with comments Johans allegedly made about killing people, were enough to get him arrested by police in Orem, Utah. As reported by the Desert News, however, a judge dismissed most of the counts against the 20-year-old Ethiopian man, a student at Utah Valley State College. And before I read any further, no, video games are not probable cause for arrest. I agree. It can't be. I agree. Um, I, I think that would be like UK. You watch a Jason X just because you go and kill the same way that Jason did in Jason X. 
they're gonna arrest you on the fact that you watched that movie. They cannot do that. That's not probable cause. No. Probable cause. Definitely not. No. The probable cause is well, he's fucked in the head. No. That would be the probable that's cause. That's not there. even a probable cause. Probable cause would be the crime that he's done or yeah. that he's been accused of doing. Thus, if he owned a gun and went and shot somebody, his reason for arrest was not he played this video game. His reason for arrest is he loaded his gun, walked out, and shot somebody. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, but I don't, I don't think we need even need to go any more into the actual story because it's like, because I we're both looking at the same thing and I'm looking down and it's like, yeah, they're, they're they're agreeing with some of what we're saying. You know, we can't start arresting people with crimes they haven't committed yet. You know, thought crimes, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like I thought, it's just a thought until you make it an action. Exactly. Oh man. But yeah, and and the funny thing is, he's a black man. So that's, I'm surprised they haven't said, yeah, he's black and he's a video gamer with some guns. Yeah, he's going to kill somebody. No, he's not. Just because you're black oh, doesn't mean you're going to kill somebody. Just because, just like if, just because you're black, you're not going to automatically like watermelons and fried chicken. All right, sorry. Hey, my hey. cousin is mixed. He's three-fourths white and one-fourth black, but yeah, he likes watermelon and fried chicken. Hey, I like watermelon and fried chicken. Oh, yeah, I do too. And I'm white. You look at me. I am white. I'm a very hairy white, but I am white. I'm yellow, it looks like right now. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the whitest person in the room. <laughs> except, except possibly Melissa. I think she's a little whiter. <laughs> With her pink hair. Yeah. You both have pink hair. What are you talking about? Mine's washed out, actually. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, I don't know how well she's going to be picked up on the mic from over there, but... Yeah, you got some of the... Yeah. Pepsi okay, sponsors video game to fight childhood obesity in Mexico? How in the world does that happen? Um, sweetened drinks like soda are often being... are often blamed for contributing to childhood obesity. Again, with the uh, childhood obesity, has to do with the parents not cutting them off the food, or not feeding them correct foods, or making them get up off their asses. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm back now. <laughs> so there's irony afoot with the news that soft drinks giant Pepsi is sponsoring a video game designed to teach good nutrition habits to Mexican school children. Okay, have you seen Mexico? I've not met an obesity, uh, an obesity person down there yet. I've met some big bones and, and pretty big girls down there, but none of them obese. If you feel them, it's actually a lot of muscle because they eat a lot of uh, spicy foods. Yeah. And really good food. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my ex-boyfriend his mom is uh, married to a Mexican. Oh my gosh, she made some of the best food ever. <laughs> but they work at the fields and stuff a lot, so they yeah. had the, it gets converted to muscle instead of fat because they're working it off the bad calories and all that. They're working off and they're gaining muscle, whatever you want. Yeah, not to mention, you know, there are a lot of women out there that are attracted to Mexican men. So of course, you know, they get to work out that way too. Yeah. And of course, Crystal here has done a really extensive study of Mexican men. Um, uh, how many? How many have you been with? Um, one. One. And I never <laughs> slept with any. Oh, okay. Okay. Never. No. 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 And uh, one Mexican that I was interested in, he was skinny and really cute, and his name was Dagoberto. So. <laughs> we called him Dag or Dago. Dagoberto. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but you hit you hit the nail on the head as far as my opinion goes. It should be up to the parents to keep make make sure the kids don't turn out to be fat asses. Yeah, and it's Lazy. a lot of what to, and a lot of people don't understand. 
you can sit here and try these diets all day long and these exercises all day long, and you're still not going to look as good as people do on the TV. Oh, no. Oh, it ain't never going to happen. I know. I've had two kids. I'm skinny as a rail, but I still try to get my abs back, and it ain't working. No. Um, it's a lot of what has to do with your genes. If your parents or your family members are big boned or big, they have a big body, yeah, you're going to be bigger frame to begin with. Yeah. That doesn't um, necessarily mean you're going to walk around with a gut like you know, I do. The women that walk around and you, they wear the really tight clothes and you see rolls everywhere because they're not dressing correctly. Yeah. They can look just as good as skinny person can. Actually, I learned this watching the TV show last night. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's on cable. It's called How to Look Good Naked. And it's talking about fat women. Well, not fat women. But, you know, pleasantly plump to fat. Anywhere from like 40 inches to... But uh, the, her number one mess up was she didn't wear the correct bra. Oh, and no. she squeezed everything into the small bra, which made the rolls underneath her arms stick out more. That's Once hurt. they put a properly correct bra on her, all the rolls went away, and she was flattering in the clothes that they got there. Too. She was presentable. She wore presentable clothing. They got her. They redid her hair, put some highlights in, and did her makeup, and she actually looked gorgeous. She looked about as gorgeous as a, a Victoria's Secret model. In my eyes, she did. Wow. I thought. You know, because you, you got all these models out there that make you think that you have to be this size. Mm -hmm. Like Barbie, for instance. If a real-life person was to step out of a Barbie box, she'd be carrying her kidneys and her intestines in her purse because that's how small they make Barbie. Yeah. And, uh, and she wouldn't be able to carry around her boobs because she's supposed to be, her measurements are supposed to be um, 32 double D, 20, 32. Shit. Now tell me, and a 20-inch waist with those big boobs, where are you going to store everything? Uh. You're not. And therefore, you know, you're sending out the wrong message by making all these Barbies. You're they're making these girls think, okay, I have to be this small. And then you got, you know, the little bit bigger girls who think they have, they look bad and they're going to be, t and they get teased at school and everything because they're not that small. But then if you get somebody that's too small, like I was growing up, I looked anorexic and everybody teased me for looking anorexic, thinking I puked up my food every day or something. And I never did. I was probably one of them. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. No, I think you make fun of me in the grace of action. Oh well, I know I made fun of my cousins for like that too, cause, cause they are like really skinny, and they they look like they don't eat a sh they don't eat a thing, you know. Even those of you who read my live journal, you've heard me talk about my cousin Jessica, and she is that skinny. Even now, after two kids, she's like Crystal. So, and they're both she's like really anorexic, skinny type thing. And of course, the difference between Jessica and Crystal is Crystal doesn't have the dark circles under her eyes all the time. Uh, I should, because I don't ever get any sleep uh, with my son Nicholas, with him being sick. And even with him not being sick, actually, keeps me and his father up pretty much all night long. Are you sure it's Nicholas or Riley? No, it's Nicholas. Riley sleeps throughout the night. He doesn't wake up once at night. Oh, good. So, it's, it's Nicholas. But That's once good. he gets over being sick, we'll be able to hopefully get him on a regular schedule. Yeah. I know I walk around with a headache from hell and my eyes heavy sometimes, so I know I'm losing sleep. Yeah, oh, man. But yeah, okay. We also we also are doing birthday shoutouts and anniversary shoutouts. I know in some of the bulletins and entries I've made leading up to this show, I've said I would do birthdays, but you know somebody wrote to me and said, "Yeah, why don't you do anniversaries too?" And I said, "You know what? That's a damn good idea." So we're gonna do birthday shoutouts first. Um, nobody's sending a birthday, but I am calling out two of my friends. Um, first birthday is Crystal, who is 21. She lives in Panama City the last time I checked. And I just have to say, girl, how does it feel to know to 
finally be able to go out and legally buy a drink. If you're listening, Crystal, write in the show. Tell me, okay? I'll read your letter on the air. And another birthday is Terry, a good friend of mine. I've known her since high school. She is 23, and she lives down somewhere down, I think, in Central Florida. On that note, I also have a birthday I know in January, and that's Katrina Fouch. Okay. So recently, she's with Josh Anderson, and mm-hmm. they're actually engaged. They've been together. Well, February will be a year they've been together. Yeah. They've already gotten their own apartment, and they're working on getting married. But she will be, I believe, 22 or 23 herself. Okay. I can't exactly remember. But I mean, she's my best friend. Don't get me wrong. But after she hit 21, it was like, okay, your birthday doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> you know. I know. You're 21 and old enough it, to drink now. It does seem like that. I but mean. uh, no, her birthday is January 31st. And ah. I, like I said, she'll be either 22 or 23. And watch, we'll, I'll probably end up calling her out on that show later because because I didn't I forgot to mention this to you. It's supposed to be just for the week leading Weekend, up to the show. Yeah. That, but it's okay. You know, first show, you know, we're allowed to fuck up a few times, right? 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 Please. <laughs> like how screaming babies <laughs> in the background asking a Polak how to read a name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm not. I am not stealing two's word though, because. On two cents, if he if he had a problem reading a word, sometimes he'll shout out Schlagelhoffen or or some other thing like that. I'm trying not to steal his word there. Normally, I go grr. <laughs> yeah, well, grr works too. Grr. But um, okay, and anniversaries. I believe you have an anniversary this week, uh, right? Actually, at midnight on January first, two thousand eight, me and my boyfriend have been together for a year because we started dating when the ball dropped at midnight. Oh, ah, see that that is very exact. Uh, the ball like counts down to our anniversary for us. <laughs> that Unfortunately, is awesome. he was drunk and passed out. My cousins and everybody were drunk and passed out. We missed the ball dropping in New York, and I had to wait to see the ball drop in California at three o'clock in the morning. Oh man! So yeah, because you know her boyfriend got just like smashing drunk, and yeah, it was. I missed half the fun. Yeah, we were gone in Burger King picking up my cousin at work. We had people calling us. He's spinning out. He's hitting people. He's shooting up the house. Blah, blah, blah. I get here, and he's like, they're exaggerating. I pulled forward, backed up just really fast, and uh, he shot the house. He did not shoot anybody, and Nick swears up and down to this day that he still hit him, so, yeah. or almost hit him. Yeah. So. Now, wasn't it with a BB gun? No, Mike almost hit Nick with a car. Oh, I was, I was <laughs> talking about what he was shooting the house up yeah, it was a BB, BB gun, gun. Okay. gun. Yeah, so it's no big damage. So people have been, so people, everybody who's out there is like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> he, he, he had fun. We'll put it that way. Yeah, he, he, he had he fun until he passed out. Like 13 sheets to the wind when I got home. Oh yeah. And I drank like three fourths of one mixed drink I made myself. I drank three fourths of it and then I just went to bed. I was like, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And. We also have another anniversary. Um, Jesse Chan, who you heard earlier, also has an anniversary this week. She and her boyfriend, who she calls Froggy. That's a silly name for a boyfriend, I know. They've been together for one year. Yeah, I call my kid Tadpole and Bubbies. Yeah, Riley <laughs> with Bubbies and Nicholas is Tadpole or Prince Charming. Tadpole so, or Prince Charming? Yeah, because when you kiss a Tadpole, <laughs> well, when you kiss a frog, he turns into Prince Charming. Oh. So well maybe I'll ask Jesse Chan on that one. Did if uh, in fact in fact I'll even ask right here Jesse Chan if you're listening I'm sure you are. Um, write in and say uh, whether or not you um, turned your froggy into a prince when you finally kissed him. <laughs> oh, man. So only in bed, Michael says. <laughs> 
I'm sure he wasn't so Prince Charming when he was in bed. He was probably Kinky Charming, but... Yeah. <laughs> he might have been, I don't know. But, um, I guess that's... Hey, what defines what Prince Charming in bed anyways? I think it depends on the woman. I'll tell you what. How about women write in and let Arthur know, and we'll read it out on the show, what women think defines Prince Charming in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like yeah, to we'll read it out. We'll read it out. Um, I think I think that's about all we have for this week. Cause, you know, nothing, no, not a lot of birthdays. Not a lot of news, really. I mean, I had to scrounge to get those six stories that we could actually read on the show. Um, as everybody, far as weather reports go, though, it is getting cold out there, so make sure you cover your pipes so they don't freeze over. Keep it warm in the house because right now... Um, for infants through two, three years of age, RSV, which is an upper respiratory infection, is going around. And if you do not catch it in time, kids will be hospitalized, and it's terrible. Believe me, I'm a mom that's been through it. You have to watch your kid in the tent for three days. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, watch out with the RSV thing. Yeah. Get that but, but, yeah, it is, it is getting kind of cold down here. We're in northwest Florida, and... And just the other night, I... It was 24 degrees the other night, actually. I went out with my friend Megan. We went to go see Sweeney Todd. And Sweeney Todd is a good movie. If you have not seen it, go see it. And meanwhile, Crystal's going to go see a door or something or see about a cat. I don't know, but she's around somewhere. But anyways, I went to go see it, and I usually am stuck wearing, like, shorts and a t-shirt or whatever. And that usually works well for me, but that night I said, oh, no, this is not going to work anymore. I had to get something else on. Luckily, I had a $100 Dillard's gift card, and I was able to use that to get myself a pair of jeans, which ended up being one size too big, so I couldn't run in them without them falling off my ass. <laughs> they make belts for that, aren't they? Well, I didn't think about getting a belt until afterwards, and now there's only like less than 20 bucks on, a, on the Dillard's card. Oh, and I will say something else while we're on here. Um, if you are a female listed to this and you shop at Sally's Beauty Salon, there is a pink permanent hair dye. It says it bleaches your hair and then it turns it pink. Do not get it. It does not work. The washout stuff from Walmart is way better and it only costs $10. And it, it has lasted, what, two months now? And it hasn't washed out yet. Yeah. Uh, well, my veins and her veins are still bright pink. I had it in my tips too, but my tips washed out. Yeah. So. But that's that's the beauty tip for the week. Do not buy the permanent pink dye from Sally's or the purple or the red because it does not work. Yeah, beauty tips. Yeah, you get fashion from Jesse Chan, and you get beauty tips from Crystal. How about that? Two for one. There you go. <laughs> um, but that's all we have for this week. Um, if you want to write into the show, write into ranting thespian gomer, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, I'll have it up on the site where you can download it. So if you didn't get it or whatever from this recording, if you couldn't understand me, have no fear. It's up on the site. Um, and well, I guess that's it. I'm Gomer the Ranting Thespian here with Crystal. Crystal, it was very nice having I'm you on the, the show. Playboy one. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at my MySpace, that's what I have on there. So I'm the Playboy one. And until next week, you guys have a good one. And we hope to hear you next week.